0: you have been chosen for your humor and talent to add a chapter to the chapters project the idea is to add a chapter and then send it on here are the rules read what has been written write the next chapter don't worry about the style or choices of the person that came before you just do what makes you laugh Then choose someone else and send it on to them to write the next chapter. And don't forget to CC me. I'm keeping track of it, but I will not read it until we read it live every week on the Chapters Project Podcast. Welcome, chapheads, to the Chapters Projects Extras. 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 I am Rebecca Sage Allen here with Katie Nonson. Hi, everybody. Martin Garcia.
1: And the Oscar goes to,
0: and our guest author this week, editor, writer, former reporter, and D and D backstory aficionado Robert Stoneback.
1: Welcome, Robert. Hey there. Hi, Hi, Robert.
2: Here, narrative instincts, and so like it was fun to be able to pick up where he left off and run with it, especially with the great detail of uh of Veronica's hand. Like that was a nice little. Uh, uh, power basically that he gave her, and I wanted to. Yep. And I just while I was writing this, I had this idea. Of, I think I came up with just the idea of knife fight Wednesdays, and it was just sort of this this weird. It was a funny phrase to me, and so I just kind of ran with it. And and I was running, oh, she needs she needs to like crash the knife into her hand because it's like it's like the hardest substance on earth, and that yes. would be awesome.
0: Martin really picked up on that last episode, like waiting for the hand to be used mm-hmm. as a weapon or a, or a defense or.
1: Yeah.
2: Something in that, and that was. And really you
1: fulfilled that.
2: <laughs> you help. fulfilled
1: my dream.
2: I'm glad. I'm glad to help. Glad to help. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So you are currently an editor by trade. What do you yes. edit? Uh
2: I work on. Uh, I work at a company that does mainly medical magazines, specifically. Uh, specifically eye magazines. So, like, if you're an eye surgeon or an eye care specialist, that's what we work on. There's not a whole lot of overlap with that and writing crazy stories about uh, uh cops and their families and <laughs> knife fights. But
0: so it was a departure. This was a bit of a exactly. departure. Although, exactly. Although it's funny you say that because I was just thinking in this it, while we were while Martin was reading this, how much eyes are vulnerable in this
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yes I've
0: been done, Right. a yeah. lot of
2: things can hurt your eyes I've learned that yes
0: oh yeah what I mean have you learned a lot about eye stuff
2: oh <laughs> uh, there's still there's still a lot I'm learning um it's, it's one of those things where I'm trying to pick up pick up like one specific trivia bit that I can just share real quick and it's like um
0: Right, right,
2: right, right. I, I don't know. Uh, I learned. I was editing an article today about um, if you're uh, if you're an optometrist and you're trying you're talking to patients about cataract surgery, you should talk to them about what kind of lenses they can get as replacements for their busted natural lenses. But that's not you know super like, relevant outside of optometry offices,
0: like on your eyeball <laughs> kind of lenses, like
2: i
1: i mean like well inside okay now we're getting
2: into optometry it's like if you get if you get older and you get cataracts that's basically your natural lens in your eye getting clouded and Mm. what they do is and it's, it's kind of remarkable we have this ability to do this now with our medical technology what they'll do is they'll go into your eye uh and they'll take out that that busted lens that you were born with but is now no longer good they'll I was gonna say throw it in the trash. I'm sure there's something more sanitary <laughs> they do with it. <laughs> and it's then awesome. they'll put, and then they'll put in like an artificial lens they've made uh, that works just as good, in some cases better than the one you were born with. And, that, and then you can see again.
3: You know, I've got a kind of a nut story about that, real quick. Uh huh. So my dad has worn glasses his whole life, like since he was in third grade yeah. or something like that. He had like a pretty mild cataract, in one of his eyes no it was both of his eyes like pretty mild though but his you know the doctor was recommended surgery so he got it done and the the doctor did not tell him this beforehand that he got it done and the doctor's like okay you should be able to see 2020 in uh just a few minutes and my dad's like wait what like Mm -hmm. 20 like i've been wearing glasses my whole life yeah and he's like you will never have to wear glasses again yeah Mm mm-hmm and like my and my dad doesn't wear glasses and he hasn't mm-hmm. for about 10 years yes. and, he, yeah. and he, like the thing that doesn't make sense to my dad or me uh that kind of got lost in translation maybe is like well why and now well now and maybe you're clarifying that for me is that like you there's different lenses that go on people right it's there are different
2: the there are different kinds of lenses and the fact that this was somehow not made clear to him is is the only part out that's odd to me because usually like <laughs> at least Surprise! not that i've done this myself but in talking with people who are involved in this operation there's usually like you know a, a lot of questions about well what kind of lens would you like to have like do you is near vision important to you do you want to be able to read clearly without glasses do you are you a more outdoorsy person do you want to be able to see you know have like you know that that perfect like far vision or whatever so there's there should be a, be a conversation about that before they get to that point.
3: <laughs> you know, maybe there was, and it just went over his head about like, why maybe. is it relevant? Like, mm-hmm. who knows? I don't know, but my dad sees perfectly and he couldn't understand why that wasn't mm-hmm. universal for all cataract patients. Yes. But huh. now I have to tell him this.
1: Yeah.
3: What a shift for your dad.
0: So yeah, be able to yeah
1: see that's great.
3: So well. That's really
2: yeah, it's cool. cool. It's
1: cool. You know um, what? You learn so many different things on our
2: podcast. Oh, my God. Hey, there you go. And if you happen to be an optometrist, look up Optometric Management Magazine. Uh, yes. <laughs> Shout out. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> well, you know what's funny is when you initially said iMagazine, I felt I like, oh, like a cyber magazine. Me too. Like, no, iMagazine no, no, no. from is... Apple. <laughs> <laughs>
0: eyeballs they should now call it because that iPhone I whatever is so ubiquitous they should now just refer to all eyes as eyeballs
3: <laughs> eyeball yeah. magazine um and well Lisa, Robert I wanted to ask you about your uh reporting background you were a journalist in a former life
2: yeah so. yeah so I was before my current job I was a reporter for several years in uh danville pennsylvania montour county which has the distinction of being the smallest county in all of pennsylvania huh. uh not a bad place but also smack dab in the ru- in the middle of like very rural pennsylvania so mm, I, I i don't want to speak too poorly of it there are some nice things about it uh i am glad to be living closer to like uh more suburban and urban areas now but uh, there but i've certainly had like a lot of interesting stories from there i covered the the one one of the biggest things in this tiny county is actually it is the seat of the geisinger uh health service which is a really a state-of-the-art hospital and did a couple of stories there about um All sorts. I guess guess there there was a young, a sweet young boy from Ethiopia who had his, like, nose and upper lip. I'm not making this up. He was chewed off by hyenas. Oh.
3: Um, shit.
2: But, like, there was a doctor from Geisinger who was on a service mission in Ethiopia and who found this kid and brought him here to get free of charge of the family. Like, like prosthetics put on him like plastic surgery prosthetics all that and it was uh, this really sweet story so there was stuff like that there was also stuff about um a lot of car crashes because there's a lot of highways through rural pennsylvania because it's sometimes people trying to get other places um, you know I, I feel like I'm I've really being that. down. I feel like I'm really being down on that place and I feel bad about it. That's
0: no, it's
1: a
2: place to
0: go through to get to other places. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that happens yeah. a lot. There's a lot yeah. of those
2: places. Yeah.
3: I feel like if, if you were reporting on LA, you would still be like, oh, yeah. I mean, the homeless population is like, sure. there, there's negative things that you're like. I feel like a lot of reporting. I hope I'm not stepping out of line. I certainly don't don't mean to offend, but a lot of reporting is reporting the worst things that are happening.
2: And that's, and that's true. Like a lot of it, like we had a a police scanner in our, in our tiny little office, we had a police scanner. And if a call comes through about a fire or a crash, there were a lot of fires as well, because a lot of very old buildings who were grandfathered into whatever zoning code they have. So it's, easy for the wiring to break and these old houses have a lot of wood parts. So then they, oh, that's, I'm sorry. This is the most interesting story from my time at, from my time working (laughs) at the Danville newspaper. I had come back on an Easter Sunday, uh, spent it with my family, had a lovely time, came back to my apartment building. My apartment building was on the main street of Danville. And it was the, the building where I lived in, the bottom floor was a consignment shop. Uh, it was a place mainly filled with like, (laughs) there you go it was a place mainly filled with like women's clothing and old books and stuff like that and then (gasps)
0: my dreams again keep going
2: (laughs) and then the second floor and then the second and third floors above that were uh just a couple different apartments and mine was in the back of the second floor so i come back from easter i go to my apartment i'm hanging it i'm watching i'm watching the avengers movie and then all of a sudden i'm like there's what's all that smoke doing in the alley because like i see it out one of my windows And I should tell you that the building right next door to my building uh, was a steakhouse. Um, (laughs) And when I say next door, I mean literally the building's walls are, like, touching at one point. And the steakhouse is on fire. And the smoke is coming, like, into my building. So I dash out. I run. I dash out of my apartment. There's a set of stairs on the right. I'm running down there. There's a guy in, like, a chef's apron coming up the stairs and like you got to get out i'm like yep i sure do buddy i'm 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 going <laughs> i get down to the alley behind my apartment building that the, the steakhouse is on fire um i i think it was i think it was an electrical thing in like the second floor i forgot what the exact cause was and then i get a call from my from my editor, Eric, who's like, hey, are you back in town? I think I think I heard there's a fire and I think you're you're fairly close to him. I'm like, yes, Eric. <laughs> I am very close to the fire right now. I'm the news. So that's how I got to report on the fire that was burning my apartment building. Uh, wow. Which sounds weird, but worked out well for me because I just, I already had a lot of questions about why this was happening. So I could just, <laughs> you know, yeah. work while that was happening. Get to go on a deep uh, dive and yeah, that's it all what's out.
1: interesting about these small towns. I'm gonna, I'm, of course, I'm gonna go to a dark place. Oh, no. So, I've been watching this, uh, I watched this show and it was basically, I think the title was like, uh, murdered families or something like that. <laughs> <You> <laughs> it wasn't, that. It wasn't, it wasn't a particularly cleverly named show, <laughs> anyway. So, <laughs> but a lot of these, a lot of these murders take place in small towns. Mm-hmm. And it's always like it's so funny because it's always the same thing. The cops always say the same thing. They're always like, "Yeah, you know, this is a kind of town where you know nothing ever happens. There's never any crime. I mean, people live the doors open, unlocked, or whatever." And I'm like, "Why? <laughs> Why do you leave your doors unlocked?" I used to live when well, my I was in the my dad was in the army and I was an army brat, and we would live on base, you know, by ourselves all the army people mm-hmm. in the building. And there was never any, really any crime. I mean, there might be some domestic issues. Uh-huh. There was never any crime, you know, but we, we would never not lock our doors. Mm-hmm. Why would you want anybody in your town to be able to come into your house whenever they wanted? Yes. I don't get yeah. that.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, cause I think there's a difference between never locking your door because you're not a afraid and never locking your door because you actively want strangers to come into your house like-
1: mm-hmm. I just don't. but even if you're not afraid i was never afraid in germany but i would i would never like not lock the yeah. door
0: yeah right right
1: right, right. I, I, I don't get it i don't get it and it's and it's always a, and it's always a friend or a family member
0: well that's statistically it that does it true. yeah yeah
1: so, uh, especially for women just, i just find yeah i just find that fascinating about smaller towns and like, so robert now you doors. live in a
0: town uh close to where i grew up
2: mm-hmm. and
0: you live especially close to a mall i would frequent growing yep. up the king yeah. of prussia mall mm-hmm. in a town called king of prussia which didn't occur mm-hmm. to me was a weird name until i moved away and i'm, you know, I'm
2: not sure why prussia. it's called do you know why it's called that I have no clue okay
0: i would love to know why
1: it's Actually, probably no, immigration, I'm sure.
0: No, now that you're saying it, I did look into this years and years and years ago, and it's not resonating with me why it was. I mean, the
2: that. the only thing I can say is that Pennsylvania just had a lot of German immigrants, like mm-hmm. a few centuries back. So the so the fact that some of them would call a place King of Prussia is not that weird. It, right. It's still been an unusual name, but I can see how they might get there.
1: Well, right. you know, a lot of a lot of states are named after. Yeah, but wouldn't you just
0: call it, like, Little Prussia or something? Or, like, Prussiaville? It's the king of that always I find strange. Yeah. Yeah, there's a massive mall Mm -hmm. there that was the toast of the town. (laughs) And and it's still booming, yeah?
2: It's still doing very well. Like, I remember uh, back when I was in college more than 10 years ago at this point, I remember... Some of the folks in my, in my dorm hall made like a big trip to go see the King of Prussia Mall. We were all from Shippensburg, which is another like tiny college town out in the middle of Pennsylvania. And we're like, yeah, big city mall. And it was just this big trip. And now I live right there. And it's like, it's, I mean, it's fine. It's a fine mall. <laughs> but it, it just feels very weird that that was like the big trip we did as like, you know, these, these kids out in the kind of the sticks, really. Yeah. But no, it's it's doing well. Um it's got a cheesecake factory that is very popular. Um Wow. Yeah.
0: It's the largest disconnected mall in America. So
2: Disconnected Put
0: it in your pipe. They have a crab tree in Evelyn. You
1: can never really I, get uh... you can never really get through to it. It's so disconnected.
0: Oh boy. Um... <laughs> emotionally. It's the largest emotionally unavailable mall in America. Yeah. <laughs> um so you live there now talk to yep. us about what you were you got this and kind of that was this passed on to you during the height of COVID because that's what we're kind of figuring out
2: yes it was passed on to me I'm going a little bit through my my own personal history now because I recently uh, I, I live here uh, I, I live here near King of Prussia with my girlfriend and I was given this project before we moved in together so it was
0: is that right it would have been, I think, July or August of 2020. Does that sound right?
2: Yeah, that sounds right. That sounds right. I think I started writing it like in November of 2020, I believe. Okay. That's that's what I recall because I was writing it. I moved into my girlfriend's place. Uh, like this is the apartment we share now. I remember hey. writing it here before I had moved in. And yeah, I remember getting this story. And I remember uh, 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 specifically like when I started writing, you know, Ellis had set some stuff up for me um or for the next writer but I'm sure he assumed it would be me um which I kind of appreciated because I wanted to say like okay yeah where are we where are we let's have a clear idea of where we're going because the other chapters before that they were fun but like you had said there wasn't a whole lot of like action it felt like a lot of like um in, in some cases it felt like there was a lot of like you know backstory and things like that but I wanted to do something where like no let's see Let's have a fight, basically. <laughs> Let's have her go there and have a fight. And I also wanted to, I wanted to put in a scene that would pass the Bechdel Wallace test as well, uh, because I, I don't think uh, Veronica had a chance to really talk with another uh, a female character in yeah. any real capacity. Nice. So I came up with this idea. So and because of that, I came up with this idea of like, well, there's this crusty old like coach or something uh at the bars like oh and she was her and she was her old mentor why was she her old mentor oh because she had dreamed of, of a woman w- winning like the the underground knife fighting tri-state tournament which is a crazy idea because it's an underground knife fighting tournament why would they have like you know an intramural league or whatever but i'm like ah eh, that's just this is just the spirit of the thing let's just go with it it's fun yeah. um, than the
0: professional league
2: yeah yeah exactly and and then uh uh johan oh, was yes. talk and- about
0: johan for a moment
2: Johan was just my attempt to make like just the, because I wanted to keep things moving. And I wanted to have a character who was just so outrageous. Part of him was a criticism of my own writing style, because I have like the main thing that I write when I write creatively is I write a lot of D&D based stuff like DMing or character stuff, whatever, and I always have a tendency to overwrite things, so Johan was in part a critic, like me criticizing myself, of, and when Veronica says, no, don't let him explain anything, that's kind <laughs> of me saying, you don't have time to get into details, just <laughs> just keep going, and part, and so I kind of turned that into a joke of like, well, he's just like, where does he fit in? Like, I simply tried to put in as many, like, cultural signifiers from as many different, like, <laughs> broadly speaking European like uh, countries as possible just to be like but where is this guy from and it's like no it doesn't matter keep going <laughs> his, his name is like and, and uh, I said to you uh, Martin like whatever accent you give him is the correct one because he's just <laughs> so like <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh no oh no
1: Oh, yes. Oh, no. Oh, yes.
0: Yeah. Oh, no. oh, yeah. oh, no. Robert is Verizon. coming
1: back. Oh, yeah. Robert is coming back. And back.
2: Scene. Oh, it worked. Okay, hey. I got right you here. back,
1: Robert. I did it with Great. my magic. Yay.
2: But Yay. yeah, Johan just meant to be this, this, this absurd over-the-top character whose backstory ultimately doesn't matter because he's just the one who's there to fight like in the story that's his purpose yeah. he's just kind there of to like fight a, her and that reminded
1: it. me of like Dolph Lundgren in Rocky 4
0: so just oh! like a facilitator
1: yeah you know he's I must break you that whole thing
0: <laughs> um all right so then Robert you went to pass this on to someone Tell me who you originally wanted to pass this on
2: to. I, I I don't want I don't want to give his full name because he is sure. a friend of mine, but like I know he's in he does like a lot of different creative things. Like he's big into like music and making stuff like that. He has a band. Um and I had originally sent it to him thinking like, oh, he'd be great. Like this sort of like wild over-the-top stuff. He'd love that. Um And so i sent it to him and that was like the last and i sent it to him i emailed it to him i think i copied rebecca you on that email Mm -hmm. i I believe and that was the last i heard of it and that was last i heard about the chapters project for a while and then like a few months back this is a friend of mine from work and and during the pandemic we started working remotely so i didn't really see this friend as much as i had before (laughs) like we still sometimes email or like use microsoft teams to catch up but didn't see him as much as i had and it was just like a few, like two, one or two months ago that he messaged me and said, "Hey, I just finished up this album I was working on. I'm gonna start working on the chapters project." I'm like, "Oh, okay." And I didn't say anything about it because I didn't know, broadly speaking, where that project was. But in my head, I was like, "That seems like a long time to be." <laughs> I thought you would have done done with that by now, man.
0: Almost two years. That's a long turnaround. But Robert, let me ask you this: Do do you know? Did he write a chapter?
2: Don't I? I should catch up with him and ask.
0: Please do, okay. because if this goes off in two separate branches again,
2: mm-hmm. I mean, we would
0: love it. Okay. Love it if All we right. peel off here and can see like a choose-your-own-adventure. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. look, it, dur- I realized that people were in various mind states during the last two years, and right. no pressure. If you couldn't mm-hmm. get it done or it took forever, I would just nudge every once in a while and be sure. like, "Sure, let me know." Because if not, I'll just move it on. And I ended mm-hmm. up moving his on to a friend of mine. Yeah. Um. So this is where I did get involved because it stopped. So I took mm-hmm. it and I passed it on to a friend. Yeah. But please find out if he wrote it because okay. we will definitely have him continue his thread. Okay. And see I'm, where that takes us.
2: He seems like the kind of guy who would be down for that. Ooh.
3: You guys, this would be so
2: cool.
3: (laughs) Oh, that would be great. That would be very
1: cool. All right. How how did it end up back with Brian?
0: Because when I wasn't getting a response or it kind of fell off from this gentleman that Robert sent it to, I was like, at that point, we had started recording the podcast. And if I knew, and I didn't know how the podcast was going to play out, but I knew if I didn't get it moving, we would run up against recording podcasts and not having anything to read so I had to force it along so I sent it to a friend of ours who I thought was funny and might enjoy the project and he said yes and then he kept passing it on. Great. And that was Brian Shortle. Um, wow. Okay. Well, we're listeners. We're going to give you an update on this. We're going to let you know um, if the other uh, this thread is continuing. And, you know, you feel free to, you know, CC us on your communication. And if he wants mm-hmm. to keep going, pass it on to another friend. That would be amazing. We would be okay. all for it. And if people want to reach out to you or know more about you or um do you have a, a website are you on social media
2: that- i have an infrequently used twitter account yes which has as of late mainly just been used to retweet political anxiety
1: um, <laughs> what Martin that's will yeah, an unusual thing if to do on twitter my
2: like own original thoughts on that twitter panel you're might not get them like I, I i've sort of been taking a bit of a hiatus from social media but if, if anybody really wants to know the twitter account that i only sometimes use it's at robert mfs
0: great all right awesome all right there's your middle name mf
2: my yes my middle name oh. is mf
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean they are they initials for something
2: R- robert merle fuller stonebeck
0: oh wow Robert hey. M.F. Stoneback, <laughs>
2: like. which, which yes is is. Tried to make that my like my online handle for a while, Robert M.F. But after a while, it was just like, eh. Eh, Do I really want people calling me Robert no. Motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> you invited it's, this on yourself. It is fun. It is fun. Like... All right. Yeah. We
0: cannot thank you enough for staying up late to do this podcast with us. Thank you for lending your time and talent to the project. I can't. We all can't wait to see what happens with your friend. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) So listeners will keep you posted. So thank you, Robert. Nice to meet you.
1: Nice to meet you, Robert. Really fun.
0: All right. This has been a blast. We'll see you all. Don't
3: forget to subscribe. Love
1: y'all. See you soon. Great job, Robert. Great job. Thank you. Thank you.